The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Corner of Sports Talk. We are live. We did a lot of talking yesterday about some uh, Ray, Ru- Ray Rice. I know we want to finish up on that. I'm pretty much done, but I think... Alex might have had a little touch on it uh, yesterday. Alex Clancy is in the studio. Demery Lachey, we do want to talk about uh, Shelly Stallings getting a ruling to sell the team. That's the Donald Sterling situation. Get a little NBA, a little football, Arizona Cardinals. We um, we watched, uh, we talked about a lot of idiocy in, in sports and, and, and yesterday on the sideline at the uh, Cardinals count and talked to a couple reporters, but just in private about Athletes and, and the, the misconduct that they have, and, and rightfully so, that was going on. So now, John Abraham, which which is uh, a situation that I don't understand. I, maybe I don't. Uh, maybe I do. I don't know. We we get into it and figure out. You know, he was cited for a DUI. This happens in May. Uh, this same situation when, you know, I was just with one guy. Uh, I say on the first of January, or thirty first. And um, didn't know he had a DUI, but it came out later. These guys are getting DUIs, and also uh, P.J. Tucker for the Suns getting DUI. When I came into Arizona, um, I'm not saying that it don't happen because it happens. Uh, but what they do from here, is, and I'm talking about the DUI situation only, with P.J. Tucker, with John Abraham, with everything at stake, you lose is you lose one of the best linebackers on the team, and then this happens uh, also. And then and again, we talked about the the case law, the blueprint. Uh, for the punishment So we don't know What the punishment These caliber of players And the Suns knew About Tucker So they still signed him To a Three years Sixteen million dollars Sixteen point something Million dollar deal um, Understanding that This stuff happens But at what point Do you As a person You change As far as Getting DUIs Or, or putting your team In jeopardy Because this just isn't these situations don't affect you, and they can look. They can be looked at as selfish situation. As I was going to say, when I came to the Cardinals, or oh, Arizona, there was situations where this uh, this place called the uh, Buzz. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that on Scottsdale and Shea, but guys would um, come out of that place, that bar, and just get into their car, and 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 their ego, and they have somebody with them who was wasn't drinking, but their egos won't allow them to say they can't they can't drink and drive, they can't make it home. Uh, so they get in these situations a lot, um, and again it happens. You just and there's so many chances taken on the road every day. Um, I've taken chances like that nonsense. nonsense. Um, but what do you make of these guys that continue to do this? And can, it's not just themselves and their image, but their family. But they put their team in jeopardy. I don't know, team doesn't come first, but their family themselves. It's a price to play, and do they think that you know? I think it's ego. Yeah, I mean, and it goes back to remember we talked about Des Bryant and Nazim about we talked about him yesterday. Uh, people don't want 
to use the limo service or use the car service that the team provides because it looks like it'll be documented and it probably will be for how many times they use it in a given week oh you're drinking too much you're not being responsible you're not you know you're not conditioning enough before the season um a lot of a lot of athletes get into trouble in the off season because they don't really have you know a, a lot of things to do except for working out and and, and perfecting their craft yeah. but they have more money than than they know what to do with and they're bored, and, and, and you're right. I mean, fast cars, motorcycles, what it is, they need some sort of juice out of life because, I mean, they have all the money that anybody would need. I mean, pending something catastrophic happening, they need some sort of, you know, some sort of thrill, some sort of something. And I think, Kwame, you, you would probably attest to this, that, that that's got to be somewhat true. I mean, that's motorcycles. Look at Ben Roethlisberger. So many motorcycle accidents that have happened because people want a thrill that have already made it to the to the upper echelon of their of their sport, and especially at a young age, it's like where do you go from here? There was never in my contract that I couldn't have a motorcycle. I would imagine that in Ben Roethlisberger's contract that you know don't don't ride motorcycles. Don't, don't be stupid. Don't be yeah. Well, he's been <laughs> yeah. stupid three times. Yeah. He's been stupid three times, and uh, you know after the first time you think a guy get it because you 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 know it's almost like escaping death. You you got a and to your point to the money situation, you got a a great opportunity to make a lot of money and do a lot of things playing a sport you grew up playing for free right. and they're going to pay you millions of dollars to do this this is like yeah. I mean, it comes at a cost it comes at a it, there's some consequences to it. it comes at a cost but this is the sport you grew up playing it's the sport you dreamt about you had goals to reach that certain um profession and you here now and then you do something crazy i don't know about the um uh, limo service that the team well i mean on. didn't we we always talk they always had a complimentary no. Car service. Well, maybe not. There's I mean, now, a, yeah, now, now there is. Because I remember Sean Marion. No, no, no Sean not Merriman. for no team. But um, no, well, I'm saying I didn't know if there was one for a team. But the teams I've been on, they've never said, hey, use our car service. We would have used that. I know guys on the team, guys on the team would get car services. Uh, they would get limos and we would go out. Do you think that they don't do it because <laughs> it gets documented? No, I think who cares about the documents? Well, if you control your play, if you, your players are safe, I think we'll take I know there's a lot of guys, a lot of guys that would take advantage of that. If there was a car service for a team, a lot of guys would take take advantage of that. Well, I mean, and there's also a sports psychologist and yeah. psychologist for the NFL, right? And how many people really, I mean, the numbers stack up against people using that for, for everything that I've read. So it's like it any sign of weakness, none of these upper echelon athletes won't want to take part in that. Yeah, because people yeah. think they don't need psychologists, but they, you, you, you know, I, I personally... I know it's not exactly the same thing, but, you know, it's the same kind of yeah, it, needing it, somebody else for something. I'll I say this to that. The, the um depends on where you come from. Um, some people say, well, we didn't use a psychologist. We, we actually got whippings. That was our psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then, you know, you come from somewhere else where the first thing uh, little Johnny does, he's like, oh, I got to take him to a shrink to see what's wrong with him. And, and it varies. It varies. And sometimes... More private people don't want to be telling somebody else their business, or more private people need to go to a psychologist, to a private person where everything stays right there. Yeah, there are a lot of more car services, um, not maybe from the organization, but as a city that I see, like the city of Phoenix does. So that's why I don't really understand how so many athletes out here get caught. Yeah, hire with a DUIs. driver. Exactly. Like it's, you want to put them it's on so the payroll, many, like, but taxis you can. and Uber yeah. services. You, you have a personal Uber, chef. Yeah. Yeah. You have a personal chef. You can't have a personal driver. That's what uh, <laughs> a lot of guys got personal <laughs> chef because they want to take care of their body, but yeah. they put alcohol in their body and they drive. Yeah. So they take. So taking care of your body, there's a chance you may get an accident. So getting and a per- injury. So getting body. a personal chef and knowing that you like to go out and drink and be young and be you. Why don't you just get a personal? 
Uber service. I mean, you can do that. They offer, yeah, exactly. You can take Uber ride. They offer, you know what? Here, here's my card. You know, call me if you ever need this. Why don't you hook up a service for that? And like you said, you hit it right on the head, Kwame. When you was talking about the egos. You know, they want to get in those cars soon day after. They out drinking and you know they they want to get in the ego where they get in their nice Benz, nice uh, car or whatever, and drive it home themselves to say you know what I'm untouchable, right. I'm invisible in front of a big crowd of people, especially like out here in the West Coast. There's more of these bars and clubs. It's you can see through the bars and the clubs from a distance because right. of the open windows and open doors are so wide. So you know, the police they sit right outside of each and bar that's crazy. and club. Yeah. And that's the crazy. So they part know the police what do you've been sit doing. right there. So it's not like it's entrapment. The police do sit right there. They sit at these bars and clubs, knowing these these fools gonna come out here. Yeah, one fifty five. One once once you know <laughs> right. that's yeah, it. Once right. you know where a lot of athletes or a lot of like that we we have actresses out here also. Actors yeah. and actresses, we have those out here. So a lot of famous or professional people, once you know where they hang out, then that's where they sit because they just might luck up on one of them. Yeah, and how often have athletes gotten out of DUIs, which allows them Quite to continue often. to do so until they get popped? P.J. Tucker has, and also another thing, so you make a lot of money, and this is across all sports, you buy nice cars, right? I mean, you're not going to drive you know, a 98 Honda Civic. You want to show off <laughs> your nice car, so you drive it to the, you drive it to the bar, and you intend yeah. on driving you know, your Ferrari or, or Mercedes home. You're not going to leave it at the bar, so it just puts them in a bad situation. But most of them have a guy with them. They, they have... Not everybody in their little crew or what is it, entourage drinks. Not everybody mm-hmm. drinks. Uh, so, but you feel like I want everybody to see me getting in my car and driving home. But you know who else is watching? It's the police. Everybody. Yeah, the police yeah. is watching also. So that that's that seemed to be a problem. I don't I don't know about the. Uh, it'll be great if every professional team had a car service and they made. And I just didn't. I never knew about it because that was something we went out on as a camaraderie as a as a team. We went out on Thursdays. Man, we would have took advantage of that so quick. But then in the car service, you have to take everybody right. home. We have to take everybody to different places. But still, everyone was safe. You would never have, I think it's a great idea if every team had that. Who cares? Do you oh. think that could come at some point if it should because, because DUIs they, are so rampant now? I mean, especially in Arizona. It's like you get one for, for using Listerine before you drive. Yeah, but you know what? You can eat a uh, – shoot, there's alcohol in a lot of stuff we eat. Um, but it doesn't consume the, the 0.2. It doesn't reach to that point, the 0.2, where you can get a DUI, you get arrested. Um, but I think it, it could, it should come to that point if it's not already because of the DUI issues of guys on all season. You can't police them on all season. I think that service should be available to you during the season because I don't want you – you can mess up a team. You can destroy a Super Bowl team or a playoff team in the off season being an idiot. <laughs> but during the season, why would you, you – got, you got four – Solid months, and you put in three months of hard work to get to that point. You got four solid months to do something special, and during that season, you decide, I want everybody to see me. Why? Why do you, I didn't even go out during football season except on Thursdays when I went with my team? I didn't even go out on football season because it was football season, mm-hmm. and, and which was crazy part of it. And if I did, I didn't drink. If I, I didn't drink, you would you never see me drink during the season, uh, which is crazy. I don't know. Some everyone's different. But it would be great to have a car service at during the season. I want on all season. I mean, you think about these people we're talking about. They are adults, grown men and women. You can't you can't police yourself on all season. Yeah, they're and, giving the benefit of the doubt yeah, because man. of where they are. But yeah, but still I would take that. Um, but I would take that on during the season. I would say, yeah, we. I, this is my responsibility as an organization and team. And really not, but I would take that ownership and say, here's your car service. Anybody going out? Here's what we have. 
a lot of these teams in cross service want to network want to network with each other. So most times you're getting that at a discount price. So the teams not like they're playing the arm and leg to have their players in and out. Um, and and then to to your point, maybe them maybe some of these guys don't want to see that they need a car service. Maybe they don't want the organization thing that they drink all the time. How many times you use the car service? It gets into a whole lot of mm-hmm. nonsense. The yeah. well, this guy used the car service so many times and. He only used the car service because he was going to drink. <laughs> right. So, do we give him a contract? Another contract? Well, in this case, PJ Tucker, the Suns knew they knew he was had a DUI and it was in May, and they still signed him to a three-year. It's life. Life happens. Uh, I, I don't, you know, he still has to play. He still has to play basketball. But yeah. they figure, what are we going to do after that? Are we going to sign him or not? But if there was someone better out there, they would have got. Well, and also this is again, he's he's been a model citizen in the NBA. So I think everybody gets one. But see, that's, B- that's before there were questions. And we talked about, but you can't wait, compare right, right. DUIs with with punching women in the no, face. No, I'm, I'm comparing it to the martyr citizen, he, he, the painter, yeah. the, the martyr, the yeah. martyr's house. And so it's and he did something that was a little well. If PJ Tucker would have killed somebody or something like this, something awful, then maybe it would have. We, I mean, it's how many it's some, times did we talk on this show about there was two athletes that killed somebody? And well, Dante Stallworth, Stallworth, and playing and playing next week, allegedly Ray Lewis. Uh, allegedly, uh, but they're playing next week. Yeah, I mean, Dante start with what he set out or next less year. than a year. Yeah, and then he yeah. went and played with yeah. uh, was it Cleveland or the Cleveland, Patriots? Yeah, yeah, so he was with the Patriots, Patriots yeah. and then but then he, he was out all night. Who's out all night? And that was Mi- at four a.m. And, and then he, I think this happened in Miami. Mm-hmm. But how he got out of this? They <laughs> who's say not they, all, who's not all, out all night in Miami. Me, yeah. LeBron, and you, and D Wade. Yeah, they not. Yeah, exactly. But um. How he got Dante got out of that situation was they said the guy was not in the crosswalk. He was outside of the crosswalk. But you was out, and I tested you, and you was inebriated out all night drinking. I don't know what else was in your body for you to, to do that. You going home at that time, you think you're sober. So you probably stopped drinking at 3 in the morning. It's probably 4 or 5 in the morning now yeah. you're trying to get home. And it was the whole season. So not to make that uh, anything special about it, to make it right or wrong, the fact that you know these guys there has been blueprints for the trouble and sometimes when they get away with it you mentioned earlier how many times have they been stopped and got away with it plenty of times oh, I, yeah. I get stopped by the police all, all the time and there's not there's nothing they're gonna find uh, but they look for something but then we start talking and they and they let me go so most times the police officer most times i gotta believe this most times they want to know if you okay or what's going on with you so they come talking first but somebody you know when the police have a vendetta or or he's on one today, you know when that's happening. Yeah. How he come to your door? Yeah, it's true. I mean, and so you look at Mark Grace. Mark Grace had two, like pretty much back to back. One, I mean, it was just it was just a bad bad situation for him, and he he hasn't changed. I mean, he he has to do his tie. He has to do all of his stuff. But again, how many Mark Grace was him and Luis Gonzalez were the. The face of the Arizona Diamondbacks when they came here, right? I mean, right. they were they were the first two baseball superstars in Arizona with that team. How many times has he gotten out of it? Because everybody we know that he's he likes to partake in the in the addition, uh, the uh, you know cocktail every so often. Who's that, Mark Grace? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Steve. yeah. So it's how many times did he get out of things before he actually got popped? If he got popped once, he's like, well, I mean, that won't happen again, so he does it again. It's a slippery slope, and I think that, you know, it, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword with getting preferential treatment as an athlete that you put yourself in danger more because you get out of stuff more in this situation, in my opinion. If you thought athletes were bad, go to Hollywood. 
If you thought they oh, were I'm bad, sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you thought they were bad, go to Hollywood. But yeah. you know what, Mark Grace. Um, at what point does the organization say, okay, we need to get you some help. We need to put you in this um, this this clinic or something like this, some Betty Ford. Well, or something I hope like as that. soon as possible, as soon as they enter the city, because this city is Phoenix is known as the DUI capital. Are they? Yeah, I will say, I will say this: if you got in trouble one time, I'm gonna ask you, do we need to help you? Do we, this can never happen again? Do we need to help you? So now I put the onus on you. Do we need to help you? Because there's a conduct detrimental when you're under contract. We can take all your money all right. if we wanted to. Yeah, but so look at Alden Smith. Alden Smith got in, Smith got in trouble like four times in a year or a year and a half, and then he checked himself into rehab for six weeks. So if you check yourself in, you can still play for the regular the rest of the season and contend for a Super Bowl. Well, that's that's somebody. That's <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's what it seems yeah. like. It's like if, that's if, somebody you, in your if you do it yourself. Too. Yeah, no, no, you're right. That's somebody in um, your ear. That's people around you, like your staff, like like the people around LeBron. We, there's no way we could think LeBron just made all these decisions from the time he went to Cleveland till he t- now he's back in Cleveland. He made these decisions. Say, yeah, this is this is what I want to do. Like Alton Smith, there's somebody check yourself in. There's a lawyer right. saying check yourself in. Isn't that a loophole? It is always a loophole. And anything you do, there's a loophole. Anything you do, there's a loophole. Thanks. And it depends on how much you want to pay. Um, but yeah, back to Mark Grace. Mark Grace got in trouble in Chicago. So he had a situation in DUI, DUI Chicago. Then he comes out here, he gets two. What they do, they send him to the minor leagues. When they like you, they send you somewhere to build your character and build you back up so they can put you right back where you were in the Put you back up in the eye of the media. Right. Not, and not right. like personally. And so he's they, he's a good dude yeah. for all well, kinds of purposes, the, right? Well, okay, yeah, he is. He is a good dude. I've, I've been around him quite a few times. Yeah. But he is. But when, when you got a problem and you can't acknowledge that problem, you feel like you got it under control, that's when you got a problem. That's when it happens. Um, but he's um, the organization at that point then, they want to say, well, we got to get him back in the light so we can say, uh, let's say team organization A, well, we fixed him. We, we, we showed him how to you know, get this rehab. We put him in situations. We fixed him. So now they invested so much money in him, they don't want to look at it. So now there's a black eye on that organization. So now we got to lighten this subject right now. We got to light it up. We got to light the situation up by putting him back on that stage. So the, can the NFL do anything to police this? The NFL can do everything they can. They just got to be consistent in doing it. They, so they so not, what can they, like first time offenders, is it just a slap on the wrist? It, do you know, get what, a $50,000 fine? What's the uh, $50,000? That's not no, no, doing anything. I understand, but I mean, for, for younger guys to get DUIs when they, they have like minuscule amount of money guaranteed in their first contract? Well, the NFL has done, has done this to your question. They have had, a, they, we have rookie symposiums. Here's the problem with the rookie symposium. They keep a lot of uh, they have a lot of cornballs in there, like the uh, well, who's the coach for the Jets and then Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards. So, so yeah, I know who you're talking about. about. They have a lot of cornballs going in there, talking loud and making a good story sound real great. Um, what they've done in the rookie symposium was a great idea. It was a great concept to get these guys to understand it, to take them through some life skill situations. Um, but they've also kept the veterans out of there. Because they don't want a veteran to say, well, you, you better stop preparing for this. They want to be able to control you. If you go into the military, you have no contact with your family for a certain amount of months because they want to get that out your system and be able to brainwash you. It's no different from the NFL. It's no different from the NFL. And, and what they'll do is they'll bring in, uh, they'll let these kids go out. You know, most of them will go out. And then they'll have a, some beautiful woman, woman uh, come through and say, you know, I could have slept with every one of you guys last night. And all of you will be affected with HIV and AIDS. And this is the real, this is a real deal. So they put a serious life situation in front of them right there. And she would say, well, I've talked to you last night. You was willing to come with me, talk to you, you, you. 
all of them. And then they, you sit, you look in the audience, you see all these faces like drop dead. I could have been dead in that instance. So they do a good job of putting a life skills situation in your face. Is that I don't think they go far enough with putting the having the veterans in there to tell them about. But you can't get DUIs in this. You can't do that. You can't, yeah. you know, change your circle up. Here's what you want to do. You, this is a now a business, and a lot of them don't know it's a business. They think they're still in college. This is a business now, and you will find out when you wonder why you get to your team. You want to how's this guy playing? It, it's business. Do you think that? Because I remember, and this is this isn't exactly the same, but when, when I went to basketball camp, there was always a speech before my basketball camp. All I wanted to do was play, play games, and do drills, and, and you know, and be competitive. And all I was doing was, yeah, okay, okay. Are you done talking yet? Right. Are you done talking right. yet? I want to go play now. So you I want to go play yeah, now. Yeah, you got to get them in a situation. So where do you think that that's kind of the same with? Uh, I, I know that rookies come in, they're like, I'm in the NFL. I want to go play. I want to go hit somebody. I want to go yeah. do these drills that I've been watching on Hard Knocks and, yeah. and, and doing during my recruiting process. Do you think that it resonates? Do you think the rookie symposium should happen after the first year, after they get a little, some of the no. juices flowing? No, because during the, like, they, they still college guys. Like you bring you bring the college guys here. Like when they, I was training uh, athletes performance, they was downtown Tempe. They was on meals. Right. They was coming from other schools. They were still college guys. And then you put them right on another college atmosphere. Recipe for disaster. Yeah, but I, I mean, is That's there it. a way to get through to the kids in a different way instead of smacking them in the face right away? Yeah, you can't. Get, it's hard to get through somebody coming fresh out of high college or high school and you're giving them ten million plus dollars. Yeah. Quam Lasso Sports Talk. We'll take a quick break. Alex Clancy, Denver to Shea. We'll come back. We'll finish up on this, and then mm-hmm. we'll talk a little of uh, Donald Sterling situation in L.A. We'll be right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports the job of a professional athlete is never complete in life after the game host lamar campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world you'll understand the goals motivations and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career tune in to life after the game with lamar campbell every tuesday at 2 p.m eastern time 11 a.m pacific time on the voice america sports channel Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Sports Channel, the talk doesn't get any hotter. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
888-346-9144 Welcome back to Pamela Sports Talk The question was before we left Alex mentioned how do you police these How do you police these guys Or maybe sort of question was Is there anything the NFL can do Now one of the options was Have a rookie symposium after the season I, I think you bring them in At the beginning The way they do it is, is good You got to bring them in to get it You got you to gotta put it in their face right away um, Because the NFL and teams want you to come in focused, like ready to play, get this game plan in, and uh, and be be able to help this team win whatever games they're they're trying to win. I, I don't. You can do one in the end. I think that one in the end would be great and see where these guys, how their mindset was when they came in, and how it is after a year of National Football League. I think that should be done that way. I don't know if it is, but if it's not, I think that should be done that way. But you have to put a life skills, a life, real life situation in their face. So it's almost like a scare factor, and it's hard to tell somebody. Uh, you know, you may have a red shirt sophomore coming out in the first round. You may have a junior. You may have guys coming out early, but you still putting these guys around college atmosphere to train. They come here when they know they're gonna go pro. They just de- declare from school, and they come here and train in Arizona. And you put them right on campus on Mills at ASU. Uh, it's kind of tough. To tell them not to continue to be a kid We just think when we put a kid, 10 million plus dollars in a kid's hand That he should no longer be a kid He should be thankful that he got 10 million dollars The same kid never had 10 million dollars So he don't know what to be thankful for He don't know how to spend 10 million dollars Not he, he always wanted it He probably thought I can make 10 million dollars in the NFL if this, if this is what it takes But then you, at that point He or she should get focused Get focused You can't have the wrong people around you Telling you you can do this I, I, One of the um one of the best philosophies I've seen is the, the point guard for Philadelphia 76ers. Defer your money. So if you come to the league, you got a, you got some type of contract, not the team contract, not the NFL contract. you got to have a shoe contract. So whatever you've been living off then, you can live off that. And that's more than what you made in college. So put your $10 million away for three years. Not able to touch it. Just yeah. tell yourself you can't touch it. So put that away and live off your endorsements. Live off the... Training table that you have, but in all season you're on your own, but you still have your endorsement money. Yeah, that's harder in the NFL though, obviously, because it's not all guaranteed. You got you got a, you got right. a small small well, portion. Your endorsement is guaranteed. Yeah, sure, but I mean, it, until uh, you mess up the but brand. deferring what like you know five hundred thousand dollars is what some guys make in their first contract guaranteed, like you know fourth fifth sixth rounders. Yeah, it's it's harder to defer when you actually do have to live. They as well. have to work live on offseason. There's a lot of guys. See, people get I'm glad you brought that up. People get it confused about the NFL. Some of these guys got to live on the offseason, and they don't, they don't, that contract they have, or you think it's so special in the NFL for a guy that's coming in undrafted, he has to live on it. He can't spend any money. He can't, he can't go buy. You will see him driving a car everybody else would drive. Yeah, and, and I remember you told me when you came in undrafted, I know obviously the pay scale was lower because, I mean, inflation and everything. 119000 Yeah, I mean, it's like. Yeah, it was one hundred nineteen thousand. That, that wasn't all guaranteed, was it? See, football wasn't about the money so for me. No, it wasn't guaranteed. I, if I didn't make the team, it was. If I if I was on practice squad, that one hundred nineteen thousand went to fifty six thousand. If I made the team, it was one hundred nineteen thousand. Right. It was, it's crazy that that those numbers that fifty six thousand. Yeah, I could go somewhere and work for fifty six thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you could go somewhere and work for one hundred nineteen thousand. It depend on how you went to school, how you went to school, and uh, your your network base. See, a lot of people don't have a good network. They don't have. A good, they don't know who to talk to. They don't know how to talk to them. But a guy who's making an NFL contract when I came in, undrafted, he had to work, or he didn't spend money, mm-hmm. or you couldn't spend money. So people get it. Oh, this guy in the NFL, he blows a great opportunity. Well, if you gave me 
you gave me $10 million, or oh, if I had a, I came in with a car, I, I, I did get a Converse contract, but because I wasn't drafted, I got all merchandise. It wasn't any. Should have chosen Reebok. It wasn't, no, <laughs> but after Nike. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I had a Converse contract, which I thought was good. They, they sent me, I didn't even ask for stuff, and they would send me stuff, but it wasn't a money contract. It was all merchandise, unlimited merchandise. And then it went from, then I, a year later, I went to Nike. Then Reebok came in, one offered me more. I was so brainwashed by Nike growing up that I had to wear Nike. So these guys can live off their endorsements, uh, their endorsement money, and put their contract money away. I think they'll be fine. Because you can't, you're not, when you blow through your endorsement money, if you sign a deal where I can't touch my own money for this amount of time, then you'll be okay. You'll be okay. You have to budget it out. You got to budget it out. Uh, People think Allen Iverson's broke. He's not broke. He just don't have the money he had then. But he got at least fifty million that he can't touch right now until he get to a certain age. Then he can do whatever he want with it. Yeah, I th- that's I mean, another chance in life. I think the professional uh, athletes, they, you know, they've gotten way better than where they were at before. With like athletes going broke at a younger age and whatnot. No, I mean, like you know, they don't. You you don't see them as many you know bankruptcies or them losing so much money than you did before. And I think you know professional sports, you know, they've done a great. Deal of you know uh, really making that statement of you know this is what you making this now but look what you're gonna do in the future because you don't see your fourth fifth round draft picks who are not on the team yet you know you don't see them out and because they they know they don't have it so they're working even harder in the in the gyms or in the weight room or whatever they got to do to uh, better their craft to perform on the team so but to go back to the whole. Um, like these young athletes who are, you know, out and getting caught up in just, you know, stupidity and not really thinking out their thoughts. To us, it's like, okay, he's a first-round draft pick. He's making millions of dollars. Why is he out doing this, this, and that and getting caught? And I think the NFL need to do, talking about just the NFL right now, I think they just need to do a better job of throwing out more scares. Like you commented on Kwame, how, Kwame, how, um, how the NFL, you know, they throw a scare at you from um, so as you come in for the rookies. And I think they just need to do it more often throughout that season. I mean, just keep throwing more scares and more scares. That way it's like, okay, I need to get out of this situation. Well, because, you can only scare somebody for so long before they say this is just crying wolf. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, I'm not saying like, uh, it's kind of like getting a drug test. And how often they do a drug test in the mm-hmm. NFL or whatnot. It maybe they should provide more scares on that type of level. Maybe about once a month, once every three months, whatever. You know, uh, I think that would be efficient way to like really get these guys away from getting DUIs and um, getting caught with uh, possession of marijuanas and women and hitting women and things like that. Yeah, those drugs are scary too because you know, yeah. I know I don't do drugs. I know I didn't do drugs or anything like that. But you had to take a drug test. I'm like, what if somebody switched my stuff up? And you saw yeah. thinking. Well, yeah, that was the one thing for me. Like, one of the scariest things for me it was like, you know, I, I didn't do drugs or none of that in college. Right. But then you're taking sup- so many supplements that's provided to you. You know, you really don't read every credential part of, okay, what well, am you I think really taking? The team gave you're it just to thinking, you. yeah, if the team gave it it's to safe. me. It's safe. It's safe. But then when you go see a doctor and they're telling you, hey, we might need to run these tests, you may, you may need to take these drugs or whatnot, it's like, okay, I, maybe I need to take these drugs. And then you go on top for a drug test, it's like, oh, wow, like, I don't know what was in that drug. Because so I had some of my teammates actually get in trouble with that who never took in a drug, who lost a year, a suspension a year because they got caught with an illegal substance was that they were over taking. Was the, it over the counter or the team gave it to them? It was over the counter throughout the doctor. So because you could, you'll go see a doctor, you know, yeah. you get an injury, you 
you go see a doctor, they take care of you and well, so, see, the doctor don't have to go by the uh, collegi- exactly. he don't collegiate rules. So exactly. when they got that medicine, well, first of all, there's a team doctor at, at Indiana State. Yeah, yeah. We there's had a team doctor. Yeah, there's a team doctor. So well, Who would prefer you to go see a doctor if it came down to it. But then you bring that whatever prescription back. See, this I, mm-hmm. I've always done this because I went to doctors outside of the team that they sent me to. I said, okay, this is what they gave me. Um, so I sent it to my team doctor. They said it was safe to say. I've never... I've never it be, been in question of failing mm-hmm. a drug test ever come close, but the fact that you take a drug test, <laughs> the fact that you're taking one, um, you know what they can do with that. You look at that Ryan Brom situation. If that was a if that was a real situation and it happened the way he said it happened, which we know it didn't by now, then that guy could have just set that that urine test down and it stayed overnight. That taints that taints yeah. the urine, so he would come up positive. So rookie symposium, everything you just said. Number one, do they need to? Talk more about uh, supplements and what could potentially pop you that could uh, cause you to be suspended. And number two, do they need to smack these kids in the face with the idea that most of you will not make $10 million in the NBA, in the NFL? So it's like, think about your life now, work hard, do it. Plan for the future. Yeah. I mean, or is that is that a is that a defeatist attitude right away? Is that defeatist or is it? Um, should it rev these guys up to be the best that they possibly can be and 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 be in the NFL for you know longer than the three year average time span? Uh, you like know, you think that they'd leave money out of it and just be like, hey, this is what you need to do to succeed? Well, if, if no here's what here's my perfect situation. Just thinking right now and not putting any thought to it. If nobody got paid, and I'm talking about owners, then there's always business made. You 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 start telling telling this up at the end of the year. If you went out there and played, and you nobody's going to do it for free. Everybody will play for free if everybody else is playing for free. But if you're paying somebody, I want just as much money as this guy. That's why we see guys with two years left on their contract saying, for two reasons, well, you just gave this guy that. Ben Roethlisberger. Right. <laughs> but you, but if, you're playing, if everybody's playing for free, we play for free. But once you start paying somebody, well, well, I feel like I'm worth that guy. I'm worth more than that guy. So if you don't pay anybody, you don't have these situations. You don't have any money to blow. So now you, you, you have a. It's almost like your bonus. You you play hard to reach a certain bonus, but that's the way you should have been playing anyway. Right. You play uh you play a certain way during the season. Say okay, if you do you do this still in a bonus format. Then this this is your you get your contract. If you stay out of trouble this year, this is your contract. Certain amount of money, whatever it is, a year. If you stay out of trouble, you get your whole contract. If you stay out of trouble, you get your whole contract. Your whole yearly contract. You might have a four-year deal. This year, you're getting this. Next year, if you stay out of trouble, you get this. Now, that's <laughs> that's policing grown men. That's telling a grown man what to do with his money, how he lives his life. Certain situations you can't avoid. So you can start manipulating that if you didn't want to pay somebody. You can start, guys can start getting in trouble. And you're like, how did that happen to me? I wasn't around there. My name just came up. Well, it's not you controlling their money necessarily. It's just like this is what you can get to what... You you're on your way to getting yeah. because you keep getting in trouble. Like maybe some, definitely Josh Gordon could use a personnel like this inside what of point his is head. It, well, what point is it too late for like Josh Gordon? Josh Gordon. Um, I mean, obviously I, I, it's I, not too late because they still haven't cut this man. They're saying they're not going <laughs> to cut him and trade marijuana? him. And, no, you can't do that because uh, you, I mean there's it's two more states. than just marijuana. He got caught he with got DUIs. He got caught. Yeah, but I'm saying it's like every month. The month. He's one more. He's one more infraction. One more pop from being Justin Blackman. 
Because Justin Blackman went through the same thing, suspended indefinitely because... Justin I, Blackman intro, just got in trouble. Yeah, he just he got in trouble got again, again, so he might never play football again. Even when he again. was suspended, yeah. Yeah, he might never play football again. If Josh Gordon gets caught with, Herb, with weed one more time... Justin Blackman, the Oklahoma State. Yeah, if Josh I, I Gordon gets popped one more time... Yeah, if Josh Gordon is caught one more time... That could be it. I mean, he's been getting and caught that for the be past it. Like, well, three, four months. If he only had 30 catches for 600 yards last year... He would have been suspended already. Yeah, but he makes the lead looks better, so that's why we hope they stall him right, out. Right, right. It's not about the player. After a while, if you can get this guy and show, I can show highlight. I make the lead look better for uh, the NFL. Um, I think he get popped more time. How many times? Three times for him. Blackman's three times. Blackman's when you three get in trouble too. while on suspension, that's like getting fired on your day off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, just <laughs> don't be stupid. I mean, it's and now he has nothing to do. He's in Oklahoma. He's probably back home. And He's you back say where? you say always. Keep keep the people around you that will only further your life and not and not hinder you from getting better. I treat you've always talked about that. I treat everybody like family, and I keep you away. Family kill you quicker. I keep everybody away from me. I try my hardest to keep everybody away from me because people have their own vested interests. They they it sound good to get in the door, but after a while, they got their own vested interest. They don't really care about you. I go back to the... Um, what do you mean? I, just trying to get money? Like, I don't know what's in my vested interest. Yeah, whatever their vested... Whatever their yeah. vested... I don't know what's in their head. Whatever their vested interest is, that benefits them more so it benefits anybody else, the person they came in with. That's what it is. AI got in trouble in high school. He wasn't even the one that fighting, but he, he was, it was his guys now. Mm-hmm. It was at a bowling... Uh, they were bowling uh, back in Hampton Roads. But AI was the star, so he goes to jail. You don't think he was fighting? I, I saw the. I know he was right there. Yeah, he was defending himself. <laughs> he you was saw, helping. You he saw, was helping the problem. Bye. He, he, he's inciting why? the riot. He, yeah. I didn't say why. I said oh. how, how was he? Uh, how was he involved he, he, with he inc- fighting with throwing they, chairs? And if you incite a riot, that's that's an offense. That's a crime. That's a, that's <laughs> it's a not crime. a good thing. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it looked like a riot in the clips. That it I was seen. a riot. Yeah. I, it was. But you saying he incited that? With him being included in You're yeah. a superstar Okay you're a superstar Jimmy <laughs> you're a superstar you, Me and Alex is, We with you But somebody Get in our face We don't have sense enough To say okay If we get in trouble We gonna fight But that's gonna come back on you We don't have sense enough To do that But so okay we fight We get it We go out there And we, we clean the house Everybody It's a brawl now you see your bo- you see me and Alex getting a fight. What you gonna do? I'm gonna grab y'all and say, "Let's go." If no, I'm a not. superstar, no, you're not. No, you're not. not you gotta not. be smart again. You gotta be smart. In high school, you gonna grab me and Alex and say, "Let's in go." In high school, yeah, yeah, I would nah. definitely do that. And high if school, if I'm a superstar, if I'm like a LeBron James, if I'm the number one recruit in you high school, untouchable. And, exactly. you untouchable. You untouchable. So you ain't gonna do that. You gonna think you? I can't get in trouble. Nah, if I saw, okay. okay, let me switch around. Are you saying this from experience? Are you saying this from what um, other people This is people what I'm saying this what what happened in the club. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm having one in a bowling alley. <laughs> so he's going to go to jail or what we were talking about, you know, just guys getting in trouble. Yeah. You, you stop hanging around people that's going to get if you don't hang around anybody, the only person get in trouble, get you in trouble are you. Yeah. That's it. So if, if I see you two fighting in the club, it's two guys on Alex, two guys on you. I'm right here. I'm a superstar. Yeah, I'm gonna get one of them first. Yeah. I'm so, getting yeah. one. Of them. So you're now get one I'm first, fight. but then you're gonna, you know, you, your no, whole intention is my whole intention is my to friends fight. to get out of here. My, no, my whole intention. <laughs> I'm talking about me now. So okay. My whole intentions is to fight now. So two uh, two guys on Alex. I'm yeah. I'm gonna get one of them. So I gotta get them. Now I gotta come and get one off you. If yeah. it's just three of us, what? I'm not. You think I'm gonna sit there? It could be wrong that I'm a star, and I know the consequences. But I'm letting two guys. That's two on one. Now I don't mind two on one on me. I, I, that's that's a fair fight. But I don't know how well you guys can <laughs> fight. So I'm just saying, hey, I'm not gonna let two guys, two guys that I. 
came no, with. No, I would never let two, two guys, guys jump on my friend. But I'm just saying. You just going to pull them off and say, let's go. We got to get out here. So, now, that no, happens. I mean, you got to happen. You got to def- help defend your friend. I'm not saying like, whoa, you got to stop. Like, no, you got to go. Kids don't know they bust are Bust ahead and get them off. So he's like, yo, let's go. Okay, but I saw you do that on tape. We can get them later. Allen Iverson, I saw you do that on tape. But he didn't just like. I seen you do that on tape. So now you the star. He's on tape. He's on tape. Like. Initiating it Like taking it further Like he's not saying Let's go let's go He's initiating He was in it And just didn't want to stop Until <laughs> what, somebody else what, stopped What does the <laughs> What does so, 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 what, hey, what? <laughs> what does the So back to the initial thing What does the NFL do To stop this from happening When, when they stop get The paying, professional thing well, they, they, they tried that With the, uh, the salary cap you, you came in You gave a guy uh, yeah, 60 mil Yeah for nothing And yeah. we still see guys At 60 mil Like Dominic Asu uh, Great talent Got in trouble a couple of times on the field, off the field. He's in the last deal of his, of his rookie contract. Now, if he does nothing but play ball the way he plays ball, don't you think he would be re-signed to a He'll long term? He will get paid, but I'm talking about this issue right here. He will be signed. We wouldn't be waiting for him to on his last year of his contract. Detroit Lions would have signed him this year or last year to a long term. And this barring any trouble. There's no trouble. The way that guy played football. So what, what you do... What the NFL tried to do was they stopped guys from making $50, $60 million. And that might have had something to do with the veteran guys who played in the league, played in the league for that long term. That I've been here six years. This guy haven't played one down, don't know what the NFL about. He makes $50 million guaranteed, um, most of that guaranteed. So the NFL can do something like that. I still like my, you, here's your money, here's all your money. You get some uh, living expenses to go through the season. What's your living expenses? Okay, you got that. You got all that. You get to your contract, barring any trouble, and owners and, and everybody is held to this this uh, this type of status. Now, this is just, just thinking without having to think. This is just on the spot right now. Then you can get all your money for the year. What, have you, what you going to make this year? Uh, $3 million? All right, well, here's your $3 million. That's what they can do. I didn't put any thought into this. I'm just saying yeah, right now. But, I mean, that that just seems like it'd be a bad idea to keep people out of trouble. So that's what you want to do. But the NFL, okay, NFL thinks once you sign a NFL, they, they got the greatest racket ever. They're taking your Social Security number and writing it off on their taxes because you got a talent. So that's the greatest, right. one of the greatest racket ever. So if you do something and not do it the way I just thought of, if you do something, now you're messing up the NFL brand. Now we got to find you. See these guys, the high school guys that Demry is, that he gonna pull the guy off, and he's just gonna we gonna walk out of here. See, most of those guys don't AI. He know he's a brand. He didn't know he was a business. He know he's a brand, but he didn't know he was a business. And all that business had to do with somebody else, with the talent he had. Once he figured that out, then we see guys change. Yeah, I mean, if it, to Demry's point, if this happened at Georgetown and it was a, it was a college bar or something. He would have walked the hell out of there. Yeah, but he was older. Then he knew. He'd been in the situation well, before. Well, a year, two years older, maybe. I mean, that sixteen and yeah. eighteen is pretty much. I mean, I was still. How I was still was 18 18. seventeen and eighteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he was about seventeen. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you know when he's when he put that Georgetown jersey on, saw John Thompson. Well, he saw, saw John saw, Thompson. Saw that, that everything like, changed. Okay, that's it. That's it. When everybody in the world was recruiting him, I think that um, hindsight having twenty twenty, I think. The best thing happened to him was getting into that brawl. Definitely was getting into that yeah, brawl. Yeah, yeah, no, no this I mean, yeah, for him, for me, because the brawls like that, brawls like that, um, occurring to the superstar, you know, 
uh, people ahead of me or who was a superstar at that sport and that level, seeing them go through that even helped the next generation. Like, okay, right. like I got to be smart about it. So that's probably why I am what I would do. Like, and yo, I, if I'm a superstar, I'm going to get like my Well, you know you, so you know what you would do. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm yeah, being, I'm yeah, being yeah. serious. Yeah. So you know what you do. I know, I've known my life since I was 10, 10 years old, I think. Right. I've known a path. I knew I could see it. So I know me, but I'm not going to leave my buddies to get jumped. I'm not, no, I'm never not gonna that. do that. But, you, I, I, but I'm I'll saying, never do that. That's not saying, what I'm saying. I know, I know you, you wouldn't say that. I'm saying me. You uh-huh. saying you're going to take him and let's go to get out of here. Yeah. I don't know how you think you're going to do that in the midst of a fight and them guys not going to follow you out. You're not leaving that bar that easy. I'm not saying not, it's going to be easy. I'm just saying... On, the, on camera and fight. on my direction, it's gonna. It, this is gonna be what we're we're saying to do. Uh huh. And I'm all I'm saying is this. Be a jail. I, I'm so, <laughs> if you're not <laughs> initiating the fight, if this. you're not c- trying to continue it on, trying to get out of there, and you got to fight your way to get out of there, man. It's election it's on year. Tape. It's election year. You going to jail? <laughs> all I'm saying is, and Governor Gene Wilder, who did the right thing, pardoned Allen Iverson from getting out of there. But, oh, yeah. but that fight. Put him in the best coaching situation. I don't no know doubt. any other coach, and John Thompson could have touched that guy uh, the way Allen Iverson. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. To but him. don't no you think that it it could go the other way and be like, well, if you're a superstar, you can get out of anything. That's what I was saying earlier. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, so it doesn't egos. matter what you do. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you pull him off or fight. You could still go in, you know, the top five picks, and you could still do all these things. Go to a great university. Look at freaking Ron Artest is still playing in the NBA, and he punched two fans. Do you think he um, was rehabilitated? What does that mean? When I don't know. No, I think he's still crazy. He haven't got in trouble since that. Okay, then he's not crazy anymore. He's not a good basketball player anymore either. Says you. He's serviceable. He lost. He's serviceable. <laughs> he lost. So after that Indiana thing, he was serviceable in Houston, came to Lakers, was fine, but he was never the same. You always wanted that little twinge uh, of nutso that Ron Artest had, and then it, I don't think, I, I think that he should have been banned from guys the game, were first of all. They were scared of Ron Artest like they were scared of uh, Charles Oakley and those guys. Yeah. Like yeah. You don't want to, yeah, like Rick Mahorn, you yeah, don't want to go down Rick the middle Mahorn. against those guys. They were afraid of that They'll guy. eat your children on the way down. No, I, I think um, Too he much? having... No, no. He, <laughs> he haven't um, been in trouble since that, so maybe he learned his lesson. My whole point is that you can get away with anything. You except can. for murder. No, who, nobody a- say that. If you're a professional yes, you athlete. Can. I mean, allegedly. <laughs> you, you can get away with anything, and, and it, it, depends on, it depends on how you, your value to somebody who can make money off you. You can get away with anything. Good. Keep going. I, I'm done. Go no, ahead. No, I wanted to completely change the subject, so go ahead. No, I'm done. Oh man, we was gonna talk about does does Donald Sterling lose anything by keep fighting this case about his team and the ownership of his team uh, because uh, Shelly Sterling has the okay from a judge to now sell the team to the uh, who's the Steve Ballman Steve Ballmer. the um, the CEO Microsoft CEO now the guy made twelve fourteen for twelve million dollars twelve fifteen million dollars whenever he bought the team he's going to make two billion on this or billion. Because he's going to have to split it with his wife. So he's going to make a billion dollars. So does he lose anything? Because he can't spend a billion dollars in court. And all these lawyers fair for keep letting him do this nonsense. And, and I think the case is now to see if he's out of his right, in his right mind to even run an organization like that. And now she's able to sell a team for $2 million to the Microsoft CEO, Steve Ballmer. Yeah, I mean, I, first of all, I, I was talking with Francis about this. And him and I had an argument. And I, we talked about it. And he's like, he, he was right that all that... Don Sterling has now is the Clippers. That's all he has. He doesn't need the money. He's going to live what? 
I mean, however long, he'll probably live 30 more years, but you can never spend a billion dollars. He doesn't need more money. That's not the whole thing. He's already a billionaire. So if he literally sold the Clippers for the $12 million that he bought it for, he'd still be worth $1.5, almost $2 billion, and, and increasing with all the, with all the um, real estate he has in L.A. Mm-hmm. He is an angry old man, and all he wants now is his pride, even though he can't remember sometimes. Is he angry all he or wants- is he getting see now? I think he's, I mean, he's both, but I think the one doesn't have anything to do with the other. I think he's just an angry guy that got caught with saying something that he didn't want on tape, even though he said it was okay to tape it. He, all he needs is the Clippers. Now, this could be a Joe Paterno situation where if he loses the Clippers, that could be it. Like, he, he will have zero worth. So he going to die after he loses the Clippers? He, he will have, and I said, if Joe Paterno got fired two months, and it was less than that. This is the only thing he has left of any worth for him. See, I don't think he died because um, he, lo- he Joe Paterno. I don't think he passed away because he can no longer coach Penn State. Although he was the he, when you think Penn State, Joe Paterno's first. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's why he died. I think because you painted a picture of him that he was not that guy. He, you painted a, a gruesome picture uh, that he was not that guy. And I think in, in some cases, hearing the stories, Joe Paterno could have controlled some of that. But you painted a picture. Of who he's not When, that, when somebody tell you You've done something You know for a fact you, you didn't You know for a fact That you did not do it And they just adamant They go to say You did this You had to do this right. Don't you get frustrated <clears throat> Trying to complete your yeah, case It was yeah. under his watch though That all this That's awful stuff happened I said that I said To some of this He could probably could control this But the, the mind and the heart Of Joe Paterno Which I don't know But from seeing from afar I actually visited Penn State Do you think That he probably felt this is the image that people think I am. That is just like you, you love somebody so much. He loved Penn State so much. Penn State dies. Your heart is broken. You die from a broken heart. Maybe. I mean, and also people die from a broken heart. Yeah, no, I oh, but yeah. but I know I know. But the routine that he had for sixty years on the sideline, seventy years on the sideline, that's what it, he he comes home. He has to retire or he gets fired. What does he do? I mean, that's it. I understand that. No and I understand that in Donald Sterling. That's, this, is, this, is, this is all he has. This is all he makes. So he going to fight it to the end. Oh, yeah. Because you can't spend a billion dollars in court. And I'm not exactly sure how this is going to go down. I mean, I've read so many articles, and I hear conflicting things, that the sale expires. The, in 15 the, days, right? The, the August 15th is when that expires. So the judge is supposed to make his written judgment, which, which he denied, you know, whatever. was supposed to put that in writing by the 13th. He got two what days if, then. What if the judge gets sick and he has, uh, you oh, know, he well, has pneumonia if, yeah, or something? Sick, the fifteenth makes it void. Yeah, but he gets exactly if he gets sick, void. You're right, because if he gets sick, then he can't respond to it. Then they're gonna push it back for another fifteen. And that's days. exactly. Yeah. I think that's Donald Sterling's last thing. That is the last m- minuscule loophole that he has is to somehow get this part of. He has seven things that he's suing the NBA for. One is for nine billion dollars. That's one. That's a civil one. That's a civil so if the only thing that he can do is get this past the fifteenth. If this gets past the fifteenth somehow, it's gonna be Armageddon in the NBA because that trade that that signing will be gone. That, that that trade the uh, the out. buying of the team will be gone and he'll yeah. still be the owner. Oh yeah yeah I, 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 no I I may agree with that because here's one of the things before you speak Demery, if he's still an owner, what, how does the Clippers look now? Who's the coach? Who's the who how does that nobody look? nobody will I mean nobody's gonna play for the Clippers. No the NBA like yeah it will be straight Armageddon if the thing passes past the 15th of August. I don't think it's gonna happen. Neither, no, neither I mean, do I. Neither do I. 
But when it, do, if it does, I mean, we we haven't seen crazier things than this happen in the NBA. Right. So why does it have to stop? Here's the one thing I wanted to see. I wanted to see the voting from the uh, owners. No, they don't need to because they I, went I to know court. They, I know they don't now. He knew he yeah. was going to lose. I, I know, but I, I want to see the voting for the owners. I, they don't have to because it's a court. It's in trial now. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things that was talked about. That was talked about. That was one of the initial things that the owners can vote them out. So I want to see which owners was going to vote them out or which ones not wasn't going to vote them out. That's what I wanted to see. But I knew. I wouldn't have been surprised if if 25, 30% of the owners uh, sided with Stop Starlet. It. I wouldn't have been surprised. Really? Yeah, I'm 100%. Wow. I'm 100% surprised, uh, sure, that I wouldn't have been surprised <laughs> if 30% of them sided with him. I know who I'm... I know who I'm dealing That's with. That's ten out of thirty-one. Or ten out of twenty-nine. I don't care. I'm telling you, thirty percent, twenty percent. However you do the numbers, how many coaches, how many owners? You, I would not have been surprised. I mean, he has said that he has dirt now, on everybody. Now, all of them do. They billionaires. You think mm-hmm. they? You think uh, they don't? Right. I, I, they haven't done that dirt, and they come from some different type of money mm-hmm. too. They ain't just all of a sudden. Oh, I can make a billion dollars doing this. No, you didn't. No, no way. So I wouldn't have been surprised if, if those type of guys uh, sided with him. And we, we looked at the Mark Cuban and he said, Mark Cuban's 100% right when he said this. What I talk about in my home is my privacy. But it came out I was an idiot. So what? Everybody can be an idiot. There is a, there's, right. no, there's no law that says you can't be an idiot. There's just a punishment and crime to it, a punishment to it. But I would like to see, after all that, the chaos we understand if he's still an owner. We, we understand that could change the complexity of the NBA. In all sports, in I mean a, that. Yeah, because now you can bring you can bring a whole bunch of people <laughs> to bar. You can bring a whole bunch of people to the table. But I would like to see. I would have liked to see. I don't care to see it any, anymore. But I, I would have liked to see the voting take place. Yeah, no, I mean, that's same. just for my personal. I I, I agree with you, and I think that a lot of people. Well, he knew he wasn't going to one hundred percent win it. He wasn't going to get the majority vote. But it, you're right. I mean, it would be interesting to see, especially if it was a blind vote when all the names start leaking out. Is I mean, that would have been yeah. real. I mean, the NBA would have been in a huge amount of trouble. Why would uh, why would uh, Derrick Rose take place in a USA Basketball training? Why would, he, why would he take why, place? Why, why would he do that? I, I've played more NBA games. Why, than he why has would he do that? And, and, and Blake Griffin having a a um, yeah back problem. Yeah, a little not, fracture, not just a back, fracture right in his back. This happened during the playoffs. So I have, I can appreciate at a high level guys playing through pain. But they wouldn't. Be, they wasn't gonna beat anybody. Well, Derrick Rose claims that he changed his game around now. Now, because he said after the first injury he came crutches? back. <laughs> after the first injury he came back as just stating, you know, I was I was hungry. I just he couldn't take all the criticism that he was receiving. So he was he like, took it well I want to go a whole year. Yeah, that first yeah, year he, he was, was healthy like, when play. everybody was you know talking about him, like oh when he could have came back in the playoff series and he didn't. Yeah, he got so much criticism for that. So he just like, you know what I'm coming back. I don't care what anybody says. He tried to come back as hard as he could. And he knew he lost a few a step or two. Got hurt again. But see, that's what's wrong with uh, and now he's at a high know, level. Yeah, the ego because they come back hard. You and work, work now you know he still has. He still has the ego of, you know, I'm Derrick Rose, so he going should. back to get USA basketball, I want to see how I am against the top premier right now. No. If he get hurt, if, if, I, I, if, if, I were, well. if I were in the front office or the head coach of the Bulls, I'd put him in a glass box be like, you are not playing anywhere except for the Bulls. But the head what coach, if he gets hurt The head coach FIBA? of the Bulls is the assistant coach on the USA basketball it doesn't national team. Tim Thibodeau. It doesn't matter, Tim 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 it does, yeah. it doesn't matter though. Tibodeau probably do it for just anything. He might be just putting Derrick Rose on his team to condition Basketball condition Not to play Yeah cause he's out of shape They, say they he, can play in preseason 
Let him play That's a couple games saying. in preseason. Yeah, but not in FIBA. I would not play in something that wasn't. He might not even make the team. He probably won't. He probably won't. Even yeah, make this he, team. he's not. That's because he had. But he can get him ready for Olympics in two years. You, this is you know this is all trial. Basketball's still going to be the same in two years when the Olympics happen. I would not put him any. I I agree. I understand what you're saying, uh-huh. and it's a valid point. I get it. But I would err more on the side of caution. If he would have only gotten injured once, fine, play. Well, I'm only doing this because they couldn't get Carmelo. They couldn't get any top free agents in there. Does FIBA really matter? No, I'm saying no. I'm Does saying this. I'm saying this to what you were saying. I'm only sitting him out because I get, couldn't get Carmelo. I'm not sitting him, tell him go to FIBA and play. Yeah. If, if anything, just condition and practice with the guys at that high level. But you're not playing in any games. Put Swaggy P I don't have any other superstars in Chicago other than Noah, Joakim Noah. But I need you to come back home and play high-level basketball for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, I know we got to go soon. Thursday, I want to talk about Tour de France happened. Who? Uh, the Tour de France, Tour de France. the France. past week. Oh, the winner was on Sunday. I want to ask if steroids is important to have for sports to be relevant. You get the right steroids. You're good. Hey, this is Kwame Lass, Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, Dim we got to get out of here. We're going to take a break on Wednesday. Um, I think you're playing golf, right? Yeah. Denver, we got to hook up. We got to do some filming with this, uh, yeah. some other stuff. And Kwame uh, Sports Talk, we'll see you guys Thursday. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.